Hey, hey, Michelle here with the Magic Is You podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about why I no longer, well, at the moment, I don't delegate in my business. And I run a multiple six-figure business as a one-person show. (laughs) I do have people I collaborate with when I make courses. I've collaborated with Amy Ohanen, Hannah Bibby, Uh, Maria Alejandra, Um, but that doesn't mean that I have a team of people who show up every day and work on things. It is literally just me, and it has been for the last year, and then when I want to like up-level or create a new course, I either do that solo or I work with, with someone who makes it with me, and like a joint venture partner. But as far as the day-to-day, the day-to-day nitty-gritty of running the business, I do not have a big team, nor do I spend all day at my desk. I've built a very lean and mean business, I think, (laughs) so I don't have to juggle a million moving plates. Uh, And there's still things that I want to simplify even further. So... It's been kind of on my mind, uh, the the push and pull between these two messages that we hear in in online business. One is, if you want to grow, you need a big team, you need to hire people, and the other message is, you can be a one person business. You can, and I think even Leonie Dawson was talking about that because Leonie is a multi millionaire amazing woman in Australia and she wants to break the belief that oh you have to have a big team if you want to make millions and millions of dollars and she already tried having a big team she didn't like it it didn't fit her personality and she wants to show that you can have she wants to do it for herself to show that you can have a crazy successful business with a very very small team um or just an assistant, I don't know what her parameters, can't remember her parameters, but she already has a multi-million dollar business and she wants to grow that even further and not have to grow a big team. And in my case, I, well, to set the foundation here, the goal is not just to make more money for the sake of making more money and have a, you know, solo operation at the same time. The goal for me in business is always to use business as a way to work on myself and grow myself. And as a byproduct, my income grows and I grow. And my income usually is a reflection of the decisions I've made on myself. (laughs) Not even the decisions I've made on the business. The decisions I make in my business are a reflection of the work I'm doing on myself. And I realized that my decision to, because I used to have uh, a small team of people working with me, um, but I now am solo. And the reason I did that a year ago, made that shift a year ago, is because when I looked closely, I could see that the things that I was delegating were not coming from 
like the fact that those tasks even existed and needed to be delegated when I looked closer I could see that the reason those tasks existed was because of a pattern that I don't want to I don't want to even have in the first place so how can I break this down um I talk about patterns a lot in my business and maybe even on this podcast. Uh, If you've been around for a while, you've heard me talk about Mastin Kip's 11 self-protecting patterns where we all have at least one or a combination of patterns, coping mechanisms that we've put in place in order to protect ourselves as a response to something that happened to us, something that was little t trauma or big t trauma and my dominant pattern is I put myself last and all the progress I've ever made in my business is a direct result of the the degree to which I put myself first and dismantle the pattern of putting myself last and when I looked closely at the things I was delegating I could see the residue of the pattern of putting myself last And I realized that if I had put myself first, then those tasks wouldn't even be in existence and they wouldn't even need to be delegated because they didn't exist in the first place because I would have put myself first and not have created the thing that produced those tasks. Um, So basically (laughs) what this can boil down to is where in your business do things feel really complicated? Where does it feel like, oh, I don't want to do this. Why does this feel so hard? Or, And it's a, the difference between it feels hard because you're breaking free of a pattern versus it feels hard because you are, you are keeping the pattern alive and your higher self is rejecting that. So there's two kinds of hard. There's the hard of letting the pattern die because you're ascending into a higher self, your true self versus the hard of your higher self and your intuition knowing, hey, you're still defaulting to this coping mechanism and it's producing the life you don't even want in the first place. And I could sense that the things in my business that felt like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I should delegate it because, you know, you're supposed to delegate things that you don't want to do so you can do what you you want to do. But that's like layer, layer one, level one. And when I looked closer, I was like, oh my goodness, I put this in place because of my pattern. Because, and it looks like people pleasing. Putting yourself last can look like people pleasing. Uh, People-pleasing is a trauma response. It's not this little thing that you happen to do and you need to work on. It's a literal trauma response. Like you you grew up thinking that unless you kept everyone happy, you're not safe. So to have that in your business is pretty, it's a pretty normal thing for a lot of women, I find, is a lot of women have this people-pleasing foundation to what they're creating. And it's even been turned into a platitude, like, what does your audience want? Figure out what they want and give it to them. Uh, uh, 
under promise and over deliver. Make sure everyone's happy. You know, the customer's always right. Yes, there's truth to these messages, but if you don't heal the people pleasing response inside of you, then you'll take those messages and exacerbate that people pleasing pattern. And those messages will work against you. Versus taking care of your audience should, should be the the natural byproduct of taking care of yourself. Making sure everyone's happy should just be something that automatically happens because the people you attract to you are people who let you be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. And that's what makes them happy versus attracting people who need you to sacrifice yourself in order to please them. And having a, a whole audience of people who were attracted to you for the wrong reasons because you weren't in alignment with yourself to begin with. So there's this whole, there's just a lot more complex than just, oh, here's the piece of advice, I should follow it. We have to dig deeper. And when I dug deeper, I could see that the things I was delegating was me um, ignoring my pattern, was me, um, I, when I looked closer, I could see, wow, the people pleaser in me created that situation. And so that's when I stopped delegating and I started changing things in my business to eradicate the thing that was delegated in the first place. And I'm still doing that work. I'm still noticing where I feel like, ugh, I, I don't want to keep doing this. I don't enjoy this. I don't, uh, and the old version of me would have thought, oh, well then you should just delegate it because that's what everyone says. But now I know before I even think about delegating, I need to look closer and see, did my pattern put this, this system, this, this reality, this task, this project this expectation in place? Did this come from my pattern or did this come from my higher self? And 10 times out of 10, <laughs> 10 times out of 10, if it bothers me and I look closer, it came from my pattern. And if I look even closer to see what my higher self would have done, um, it's a completely different action. It's something that can only come from my higher self. It's not something I can even look at other people's business and say, oh, they do it th that way. That's a good idea. I should do that too. It's something that almost feels scary because I don't see anyone else doing it this way. And yet it's my intuition saying, this is how we actually want to do it. And not only that, we would number one, enjoy doing it this way. Number two, it would simplify things incredibly. And number three, there wouldn't even be a need to delegate it because it wouldn't be this thing that is taking up all of your time or joy in the first place. And I just think that's very interesting because at the end of the day, like I said, I always come back to using my business to work on myself versus sacrificing myself to work on my business. And I think it makes a huge difference when we do 
we approach business in that way because then it can become a tool for self-actualization and it can become a tool for self-healing versus if we're not careful, our business becomes a way that we distract ourselves from becoming the fullest version of ourselves and letting go of the baggage and the coping mechanisms that we don't actually want to carry around. They're not serving us and they keep us in survival mode. They don't help us create wealth. Um, And if they do help us create wealth, it's always this precarious thing because your business is being built on a coping mechanism and you have to literally stay in that coping mechanism because to step into the truth of who you are is to let that business completely fall apart. (laughs) And you see this, you see people who will burn their entire business to the ground and admit, I can't do this anymore. I can't take it anymore. Why is that? It's because they built it from a reaction to trauma instead of healing their trauma. They built it because they were bullied as a kid and now they're going to show the world that they're they're not that kid that got bullied. They're going to show them. And you can build your whole business from that place. But it will fall apart if you ever reach that breaking point of your intuition screaming out saying this, this is, this isn't it. And it won't even matter how many millions of dollars you're making because you will know that it is coming from a place that was never healed. And to heal it is to let go of everything that was built on top of that wound. So I just try to be super aware of, did this decision come from a place of healing or come from a place that's still hurting? And sometimes that means you go slower. Sometimes that means like I'll have ideas all the time that I know would make a lot of money. But I'll, I'll, and this is how I filter my ideas. I don't think, oh, will it work or will it not work? I know if I make a video with this kind of title, it'll work. If I make a product with this kind of, you know, call to action and countdown and time sensitive bonus, it'll work. Like I know what would work, but the question isn't what's going to work. The question is, is this in alignment? Is this going to grow me? Is this going to keep me on the path of higher self or is this going to put me in a position where I've created something that is not sustainable because it is a decision I made from a trauma response, (laughs) from scarcity versus abundance and alignment. So I will literally reject a lot of money-making ideas when I realize that it's not coming from my higher self, it's coming from scarcity or trauma or or um, just not a good a good place and so I will that's why I'm okay with creating from a place of knowing it could take a couple years before this becomes super successful but the reason I do not worry about the time that it would take for an idea to co- to go into full fruition is because 
of a quote that I love, <clears throat> that I love, <laughs> and it's it goes, success is a direction, not a destination. So when I make a decision and I know it's coming from higher self, then I'm in that direction. I'm on that higher self path. And that gives me all of the feeling and contentedness and self that self-trust knowingness that feels so freaking good that I don't need to be at a certain destination in order to feel the way that destination would make me feel. I can feel that just by being in the direction. And it's almost like being on the direction, in the direction of all of that is just as good as being at the destination. That's a key to enjoying the journey so much that you don't even care when you quote unquote get there. And the people who enjoy the journey get there faster, actually, than the people who just care about the destination. Because like I said, even if you were able to um, build your business super fast, you know, with the, with the right call to action, the right time sensitive stuff, the right manipulative, manipulative tactics and all of those things, you will not actually arrive anywhere because even if you had a lot of money you would still feel like something is wrong you would still feel unhappy no matter how much money it you had in the bank so did you even arrive at this destination you were trying to get to like if you, when you listen to people's stories they're like why am i still unhappy why am i still feeling like i gotta keep going and i i gotta get a bigger goal and i'm not because i'm not happy yet versus someone who is doing things they want that that doing their business in a way that they did is I'm tripping up doing their business in a way that they desire for the purpose of self healing and self expressing they already feel the way that the person built you know making millions still wants to feel like if you can already feel all of the emotions that you want right now because you are on the correct trajectory, the correct direction versus sacrificing how you feel in order to get somewhere. Because feelings and emotions are important. They are a signifier for whether you are in alignment with your higher self. And I'm not saying it feels gooey and perfect and lovely all the time. Sometimes it feels like you're dying. Sometimes it feels like absolute crap. <laughs> but if you're self-aware enough, you can dig deeper and see that it's not you that's dying. It's an old belief system. It's an old identity. It's something that is not actually you and it has to die so that you can stop carrying it around as a mask because it's not you and then when that can fall away from you you can just be you that much more easily and attract the people who could only be attracted to the full expression of you attract your true fans create from a place of alignment create from a place of abundance so being in alignment is always going to be more important than how much 
how much you can check off, how much you can do, how hard you can grit and grind and take action. That stuff doesn't matter if you're not in alignment. And in fact, if you are in alignment, the things that you do are an effortless byproduct of being in alignment. It's like you can't help. Like if I'm in alignment, I can't help but do this and do that. And it feels so exciting that I don't even feel like I'm working. And I could be at my desk for six hours and it'll feel like 30 minutes, literally. (laughs) That is the power of being in alignment. So I'm still looking at my business and taking note of, okay, that little thing there, that little screw in that piece of my business, that was not a higher self thing. (laughs) That was something that was put in place for the wrong, from the wrong identity. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to, you know, pull out that, that thorn basically, because it feels like a thorn in your side. It feels like a thorn in your side to have put in place something for the expectations of others versus for the purpose of being in alignment, staying in alignment, growing in alignment with your higher self. So that is the reason I'm currently not delegating anything in my business. I'm not saying that I won't. I'm just saying that in this season, I need to remove the distraction of delegation in order to make sure that all of the pieces in my business are higher self. And to have someone who needs or is waiting for me to delegate that delegate things to them, I would end up creating work that doesn't even need to exist in the first place in order to then delegate it. So I just need to be able to notice what doesn't feel good and really examine what needs to change, what needs to be eradicated, what needs to be addressed. And when my intuition says, okay, we're ready to start delegating something here, I can do it from a place of healing versus from a place of distraction. So that's it for for today. I hope this episode helps you and go build your business from a place of higher self. Don't delegate things that shouldn't even exist in the first place. And if you need a season of giving yourself time to burn some things down to the ground in your business so that you don't have to burn your entire business down the line, then take that time for yourself.